And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Welcome to it. Fat Pile Headline Friday from the COVID-19 quarantine bunker, the CQB headquarters. I mean, wow, the headline's getting longer and longer. Welcome to the show, Chewing the Fat, with uh, yours truly, Jeff Fisher. Just remember, with all that's going on, and the world in turmoil, perhaps your personal life is in turmoil, and things seem to be spinning out of control, just know, you thought I was going to go to a commercial, didn't you? Nope. I just wanted to tell you that it's the first weekend of spring, and just get outside and celebrate spring with you and your family, and and just smile, and no, no, no. No, it's it, it's spring. It would be the exact opposite of that, duh. Okay, so we've gone uh, through the whole week, and it's, it's, I mean, the stories just keep compiling and compiling and piling. We're going to fatter and fatter and fatter. Oh, hell uh, no. With- uh-uh, no. No. I do what not do want to get fatter. I'm seeing pictures of day one quarantine, day 30 in quarantine, and people look like Oompa Loompas. Short, little, chubby. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen, Fisher. No. Oh, don't yeah. We're don't fatter, you fatter, wish fatter. that upon our audience. That's just okay. wrong. No, but I was just talking about the stories, really. I wasn't oh. necessarily. I wasn't talking about actual weight. Oh, never mind then. See, I'm a little testy when it comes to that. I'm so oh, scared take right it easy. now. Uh, it's okay. I'm it's so scared right. about getting fat during this quarantine. Are you concerned about you getting fat, or are you concerned about the wife putting on some lbs? Oh no, me. She she lost three pounds in quarantine. I don't know what is going on with her. Yeah. She's like. Oh my I'm gosh. losing weight. Shut up. She's one of those people that she she goes eats she and comes eats and eats. I never get fat. I don't know comes, what the problem is. Shut up. She comes to me and says, "Uh oh." I'm like, "Oh crap! What happened?" She's like, "I'm 107 again. I haven't beat that since high school." I'm like, "Shut up! I have 107 on my left thigh. I wish I was 107. I was like second grade, maybe, maybe second grade. Might have been kindergarten. 107." <laughs> <laughs> 107 again shut up so anyway we're gonna we're gonna plow through i'm serious we're gonna plow through the fat pile today and just let you know the other stories and corona i mean most news stories now are just wrapped around covid19 and coronavirus anyway because oh, that's our life virus. that's our life cities are shutting down states are shutting down i mean here in texas we can't gather there with more than 10 people now and we're okay with it we can't visit nursing homes retirement communities we're limiting bars and we're limiting businesses dude it was crazy yesterday because all that goes into effect tonight tonight right right tonight and in texas in In texas Texas. yes and most of the places uh you know la and there's a bunch of stuff going on i mean there's things going on all over the country so we don't need to necessarily be specific to areas because la was the first yeah well that's just because it's la they were they were number one yeah (laughs) they're a communist state so who cares yeah Uh, but here in texas man this, this goes into effect until april 3rd 
No. Yes, no, I baby. thought it was like midnight tonight. No, it's from tonight until April 3rd. Oh, oh, I see. Right, right, yes. right, right. I got you. Right. For oh, at least. Well, sure. and it's going to be longer than that. Shut up. See, right. he was they, they're he putting was end dates on it to make people feel good. But <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend. Why? You can plan on you know, being longer than Again, who are you? I don't I don't understand you. Why are you doing <laughs> this? You mean? I'm, I'm, just I'm trying to look at the light at the end of the tunnel and There's boom no you just punch me and knocked out the light. Yeah, listen, there is no light at the there end of the tunnel. There is a light right? in the end of the tunnel. Okay. okay. All right, all right. You know what? I'll I'll give you that. There is light at the end of the tunnel. We just can't see the end of the tunnel. Okay, there. Uh, no problem. You're right. There's light at the end of the tunnel, uh, but if there's no, you can't see it with a telescope. Man, NASA can't find the light at the end of the tunnel. NASA can't even tell us when an asteroid might hit us. That story we did yesterday. An asteroid might come by the Earth soon. Oh, oh, okay, soon. So we'll just we'll just kind of you know is it, is it soon? Is it soon yet? Is it here? Oh, no? Okay. And it, we don't even know if it's going to hit us. Eh, it'll probably be okay. It's just going to give us It's just going to give us air bursts, air bubbles. So farts? We're going to get asteroid farts. Yeah, we're going to get asteroid yeah. farts. But soon. We don't know when. I mean, it's ridiculous. And now we're proposing laws that will make it illegal to return items hoarded for coronavirus. Now, I don't know how you prove that it was an item purchased for hoarding, and I don't like I, the hoarding thing. Kind of ticks me off. Yeah, that's not hoarding. It's, it's I'm buying items in case I need them. All right, I'm yeah. buying items in case I need them. It's called preparedness. If I don't need them, you're going to tell me I can't bring them back now. Oh, I'm shooting uh, you! I'm shooting you! I'm shooting for bringing you. for bringing back my. Yes, but my cans of soup. Yeah, I'm shooting you. How dare you? <laughs> you bought that. You eat that. I bought a couple extra cans. I'd like to return them. Nope. Dead. <laughs> but I don't want to die. I just want to return no, my cans of soup. Can of Campbell soup. That tomato Anybody, basil. Next, eat it. Next in line. No, I'm good. I don't know what I'm doing in this line. I was. I was. I'm sorry, but uh, I think we need to start learning from China. Wow, I mean, uh, we need to start work, it from China. You working for the government now? And he goes, that's what we're doing. You know, I don't care anymore. I, th I think that's what it is. I don't care. I honestly, don't care. I don't care. And, and by by not caring, all right. And I don't think you're necessarily alone if you're if you're going where I think you're going. But by not caring, what don't you care about? Everything. It's just bring it on. Um, I'm don't care what the news says because. I know it's going to be long, and I'm getting tired of, like, oh, April 3rd. Oh, no, look at the time. It's going to be March. I mean, it's going to be May 3rd. Oh, look at the time. It's going to be August 3rd. I just don't care. I'm just going to go out, get what I need, come back. It's not like I was. Well, you have to. You're not, you can't. You know, I, I all said, you can I don't do care. is when you're allowed to go out, you can go out and get, if it's available, you can get what you need and come Last back home. Last time I checked, this is America. If someone stops me, I'm like, uh, what? I don't care. I don't care. Well, it's seriously, time to fight back. Okay. It's all right. So there. That's let's let's go there. Let's go there. We talked a little bit, a little bit about this this morning on, on on Pat Gray, and we didn't go, uh, you know, 
too far into it because it's really easy to get there. But we can get there on okay. this on chewing the fat. I mean, when do we push back? Okay, when so we're a, the sheep. Okay, we're the sheep, and we're being pushed now to the ledge, right, yes. or to what appears to be a ledge. Now, do we fall off the ledge? I think some people do. Some people will. Yes. But when do you know? Does half the herd turn around? Is it sheep herding? Yeah, herd. Yeah, with half yeah. the herd turn around and go. Uh, how about no? I think. <laughs> how about no? I'm not going to go any farther. The straw that could break the camel's back is. No, but I was talking about sheep. Okay. I don't know why you bring so up camels. The. <laughs> I don't know what the sheep have. The the cotton that breaks the sheep's back. <laughs> is if I see any usage of the military or the police department as a blockade. Okay. Well, I mean, L.A. is saying that, I mean, they're they're saying that they're going to deputize city employees to make sure people are following the new guidelines. Okay. Um... So we got the crossing guard deputized telling me, uh, what are you doing here? Where do you live? What's your address? Do you have identification? Are no. you allowed to be out here yes. or do you go back to your neighborhood? Well, um, I mean, they're not. I mean, are we going to give them weapons? Are we going to give them any kind of authority other than you should really go back to your home? No, I, I, what happens when a Chris Cruz comes up to the crossing guard and says, F you, well, get out of my way. Not going to say F you because then they have probable cause there to do something else to me. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm not. No, no, oh, but I'm sorry. No, no, isn't probable no, cause. No, because I didn't curse at him. I was just being very nice. Oh, politely okay. and be like, no, okay. if that happened, let's say, because right now Tarrant County is pissing me off. Tarrant County is the only county that is still functioning at a 100% and nothing like court hearings are still happening yeah. um, visitations are still happening you could like get a see a judge at any time everybody else is like shut down except for Tarrant County come on I think we need to call the sheriff and be like dude <laughs> what the hell are you doing so you want it shut down I want it shut down yes why because you, what are they doing I literally went outside and there's people walking around with masks. That that really pissed me off. In your neighborhood? In my neighborhood. With masks. Yeah. An what entire family. Mom, dad, and kid. The only one that was not wearing a mask was the dog. And I was like, well, good thing the dog can't you know, take the coronavirus. That we know of. We were being told that we're, we're safe told from by, the by dog. Who, right? you know, we're being told by who that dogs can't I, carry it. So, who? like, who? Yeah, who? Um, okay. It's it's I don't know it's if if someone tells me get back to your house they better have a damn good reason. Well, Although, the reason is going to be that they've been deputized. No, but no, from the local community. Other and than they're that, making sure that you no, are are following the new guidelines. Okay, fine. I'm not sick. I might be fat, but I'm not ten people. I can go outside and do whatever the hell I want. You can just don't go past your yard. Oh, hell no. See, no, don't go see, past your yard. You are that guy that's going to really piss me don't off. Don't go past your yard. And what I'm are you just going to, like, punch. It, it's just going to be. No, I'm not that guy. I Look, there's going to be those guys out there. 
that's my point and that's my problem that's my i mean i really and do I, I don't i don't know at what point you know i went out yesterday uh well i went out once the day before once yesterday and yesterday i stayed in my car but i did go through a drive-through and the day before i went out and uh what went to a doctor's office which was a strange place i mean really kind of weird going into the doctor's office but i, I took my father-in-law to the doctor appointment and you know they're temp temp read and you don't get to go only the patient goes back to the doctor and the nurses are all wearing masks and it's just weird but we're still doing business we're still out and about People are kind of social distancing. They're staying away. Everybody's kind of staying away from each other. They're still being nice. Everybody's been, I've, I've, everybody has been really, really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody's talking and, and trying to share. And boy, I know it's really weird kind of place. Everybody knows we're in this weird place. But it feels, and I know, I know my feelings, but it feels like, this is because we all believe that we're that we have that end date coming. Yes, like the right? end the of the end tunnel date is, is there. If we if if it is April third, right? I mean, the, the governor said April third. These are in effect until April third. That's why they put the end date on them, right? Because we see, oh, okay, it's only till April third. Fine, we're fine. But it's not going to be April third. It's going to be April first. Is going to come. Yep. And it's not going to be an April Fool's Day joke. When he says, "Well, we're going to extend it until May first now." Yeah, and and the, the the thing that a lot of people are not understanding through their heads, because I'm not, is why are schools shut down? I don't get it. Um, what do you mean? That's because so many people get together. They're trying no, not no. to spread schools the disease. Should be open. That is the oh no. oh no. I think that's the thing that makes people even more angry right now is that the schools are not open. But that's where people, that's the largest gathering of people a lot of times. Of course they're going to be Don't closed. Don't bog me down with facts, okay? All I'm saying is schools, Largest gathering of children, largest gathering of adults, a lot of gathering of spreaders of disease together in one building, in buildings all across the country. Of course they're going to be closed. Uh, that makes, that's one thing I don't understand. And I have a feeling that school is canceled until the end of the year. Oh, it's done. But again, they're putting dates on these so that we feel better. I don't feel, feel better. Bad. We see that we believe that that date is the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, no. I can reach it. Hold on. It's right there. April, yep, April 3rd right is coming. It's right there. Yes. It's, April, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's the end. We're good with it. We're good with that. We only have to do it until this long. You only have to do it until this long and then it's over. Well, yeah, the, first, it, the first deadline for us was March 27. So that's seven days from now. March 27th for what? For kids going back to school. They were supposed to go back to school oh, on no March way. 27th. You've been hanging that up. And then, well, last night, well, yesterday, that's when Governor Abbott signed that new uh, executive executive order and extend that March 27th to yeah. April 3rd. In reality, if schools do open up, it's not going to be in April 3rd because April 3rd is a Friday. It's going to be April 6th, that Monday. Right. Look, look who's adding days together. You I, are. I have the calendar right in front of me. <laughs> but, you know, I, I one thing I just. Well, it's not, look, it's not going to happen because right now, 
and we knew it was going to happen, and it's 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 in our face right now. The tests are becoming available, and we said from the very beginning when the tests become available, the numbers are gonna are gonna start growing. They're not. Hopefully, we've done enough social distancing. Yep. And enough and enough. Uh, you know, uh, shelter in place. Uh, orders that it's going to flatten that curve, which is what we're all about now. We want to flatten the curve, right? But the numbers are still climbing what appears to be through the roof. We're saying it's, you know, it's over 14,000. There's, you know, 600 new cases already today. We've got 217 deaths already uh, total today. But really, those numbers are nothing. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Like I, I was looking at the numbers about just the common flu. We oh had 22, yeah, twenty-two thousand people. Yeah, and Why, we don't care about that. We don't care about that. Just and here in Texas, I believe it's on Monday. It's when those home kits will be delivered in Texas. Governor Abbott just said it on his Twitter. So we'll see what happens in Texas. I believe in Texas, the highest of people infected is Austin. And yesterday, Houston opened up their first um, coronavirus drive-through. There's one right. in Austin. There's one in Houston. I'm waiting for the one in Dallas and Fort yeah. Worth. You know, but I don't know, man. Like, if you think about fishing, it's only been a week here at CQB. Yeah. And I feel that you know, behind you, I don't see anything. I need you to start personalizing your space because I know. we're going to be Pat, here for a Pat while. Hollered at me about it too. My wife has been after me to do it and I'm like, eh. I, I need you to turn that into the studio that you're supposed to be turning that into. Cause we're going to be here at CQB. I say into the beginning of the summer. Okay. So, but see, you're still believing there's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm punching you. If you take this damn last light I have, if you take this hope I have, I'm going to come through this video screen and punch you. Just saying, there's no light at the end. Reminder for those of you listening to this broadcast right now it is called Chewing the Fat. It is hosted by myself, Jeff Fisher, produced and yapped on to by chris cruz uh every day monday through friday chewing the fat with jeff fisher now we also uh release a podcast an extra podcast on monday uh where we break down uh the walking dead series called uh, talking walking dead uh and on saturdays i usually release uh an interview either living the american dream or just a uh, you know a special kind of sit down interview uh, and this week is no different. Wait, uh, I have a. I'm sorry. Wait, you're making me come into work on Saturday. Well, yes, I'm making you come up to your room on Saturday upstairs. So just so wait, wait, wait. So even though we're quarantined here at CQB, I still well, have. To- I'm at, uh, my I am in the CQB. I don't okay, know why fine. you keep trying to milk like you're part of. I'm not in. The, I'm upstairs <laughs> in my second floor. Sorry. <laughs> One of you joining on the joke, but I guess I'm not allowed. You racist white supremacist. <laughs> You're not good enough. You're not white enough. You can't come into the CQB. Anyways, I didn't say I never. I never 
have said that you are not. Well, that might not be true either. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. I have to come in tomorrow to do an interview. Well, to record an interview because I'm not even allowed to participate during those interviews. So I have to That's just sit correct. here. So tomorrow, you'll be interview, we're going to release a, an interview with uh, Nikki Boyer. Who's that? Uh, f- from the Dying uh, for Sex podcast, which is fantastic. I mean, it's I listen to it's a mini series uh, podcast, six episodes, and it is about dying for sex. Uh, and uh, it's really fascinating. She's really nice, and I can't wait to talk to her. So uh, that'll be a special podcast released uh, this weekend on Saturday. Today, those of you listening to this broadcast that aren't subscribers to the podcast. And by the way, if you're not a subscriber to the podcast, what are you doing? You're a loser. What, like I said, what are you doing? Yeah, you're a loser. Subscribe to chewing the fat, uh, on any platform that warms the little cockles of your heart. Okay. And if you don't have cockles to be warmed, just find a platform and subscribe anyway to chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. Where do you hold those cockles? Do you You put them on your purse? Do you like put them mine, in- are held, mine are held in my wife's purse. Okay, okay. So I know they're still around. I'm told they're still around. Ah, uh, uh, okay. I'm told they're still around. I I, I don't know that. I, okay. <laughs> I like to pretend they're still around. Because I didn't know time. I had cockles, so it must be a white people thing because I didn't know I had one. Does every people have one or is it just like white people? Is this a white people what, thing? A doctor now? I mean, I don't know if you have them or not. Okay. I mean, I I know I do. Okay. It could be, it could be just uh, taken for granted because my, uh, you know, I get that white privilege. <laughs> the white privilege. <laughs> I love that you admitted this. I love that you admitted that you have white privilege <laughs> sitting over there. Are you CQB? Yep, that's what uh, <laughs> that's what it is. It's white privilege because you know, with white privilege, it just happens. It just happens. You both with it. it. You automatically have it. You can't. You can't deny that it exists because it's just there. Okay, got it. Got it. Anyway, uh, today I uh, we're going to sit down with James O'Keefe from uh, Project Veritas. Oh, that's Uh, awesome! I like him. I I had a chance to sit down with James, and uh, he's actually a fascinating guy. And it was nice to uh, nice to sit down and talk to him. So a few minutes with James O'Keefe today on the podcast. Uh, so subscribe to Chewing the Fat and uh, give it a listen. And you'll have, you know what, we're we're going to break down coronavirus every day because that's the world we live in, no question. And we'll talk about uh, stories that affect your life. But there's other things going on. But today is Fat Pile Friday. So I want to, you know, at least give you some headlines that uh, are happening and things that you want to know that are going on uh, around the world. I know that uh, one of the things that I'm excited about, and if you think that this show is going to make any money at all, I think you're sadly mistaken. <laughs> uh, Rosie O'Donnell, oh, the yeah. Rosie O'Donnell, yeah, is going to do a one-night-only episode to try to raise money for the Actors Fund. I'm sorry. Hold on. I thought I was writing here. I literally wrote... Rosie O'Donnell raising money for coronavirus. So I have to delete no, 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 that. No. I have to delete it's, that. She's raising money for who? The Actors Fund. 
what does this actors fund do the program is going to stream live on youtube and broadway.com and you can't get me uh, i don't know fisher I, you, know, you can I'm so upset that Broadway.com stopped streaming because there's no Broadway shows, and they just have old Broadways on repeat. Like, what is going on? So I'm glad that Rosie was able to talk to them to give him like an hour. Hey, can I have an hour? Everybody, everybody who knows me said Rosie that Broadway has been one of the brightest lights in my life since the time I was a little girl. It has also been the lifeblood of New York City for a generation. After generation, after generation, after generation. No, I added a couple. Oh, after okay. all, I was going to say, did she go senile? Did she go Joe Biden <laughs> on us? <laughs> Broadway has given to the world now in this time of tremendous need. Wait, no, Broadway has not given to the world now. They shut down. I was going to ask you, have you ever been on a Broadway? Like, have you sat on Broadway and watched a play? Yes, I've seen plays before no but in broadway man like if you actually went to broadway and saw a play yes what did you see you know what don't worry about what i saw okay did you see wicked you did see wicked (laughs) can we get back to rosie okay sorry i'm not gonna let this go i'm writing this down because i feel that if you watch something embarrassing and you do not want it to get out there's no better way to support this community, uh, and then we're talking about the Broadway community, of course she is, uh, than, uh, than the Actors Fund. And uh, she has dared us not to tune in. I promise. I'll take that dare. I will take that dare. So I thought she was doing this for the coronavirus. Nope, the Actors Fund. Well, it is for the coronavirus kind of technically because, right, the Actors Fund, they aren't working. So, oh my gosh, the actors that have money. I am so see, this is your people. The actors, this fund is your provides, people. No, listen, they provide services and support people in the entertainment business, including housing services, addiction recovery. Well, yeah, definitely they need addiction <laughs> recovery. And can we add a new, a new fund for the wow. Me Too recovery? You know, because Harvey oh. touched everybody. In Hollywood, according to them. That is fantastic. Dude, that is literally why people don't like Hollywood right now. Wow, Rosie's got a Tony. She does? Let's see. No Rosie, she she has appeared on Broadway a number of times and earned a Tony Award for her dedication to arts education. Oh, it was. Oh. It was they gave her a. a they gave Honorary. Her a, a special award to Rosie O'Donnell for her dedication to arts education. It's like when oh. they give those honorary doctorate at universities for special guests. Wow. I wish I had one of those, actually. Uh, Don't you have, like, something from a university? Like a priesthood? Like a what? A priesthood? A priesthood. I am a, I am a preacher. I'm not a priest. Oh, okay. So, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a reverend, a preacher man. Okay. So I you do that. have something like that. I do, but it's not a, okay. It's there not you a go. So I don't, I don't but have one. It's kind of agonizing. So th- for the actors' fun, they're not going to. Re- I'm sorry, no actor about these people. No actor out there is going to be homeless because of the coronavirus. All well, he has to do is call Buddy Robert De Niro, be like, "Hey, can I stay in one of your houses?" Sure, fine, okay. Who is this? So uh, another person that's upset during these, uh, this uh, coronavirus uh, battle is uh, Lizzo. 
uh, Lizzo's upset. Oh, she's going to lose <laughs> weight like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> so, but she's mad right now. Why she's mad, Fisher? Why she's she mad? is mad because she believes that TikTok, the uh, streaming platform, China-owned platform, by the way, absolutely uh, is censoring her bathing suit twerking videos. Oh, baby, no one wants to see a fat blob twerking. That's why. Do you know why they're censoring it? Why? Because she's fat. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I support TikTok's decision of not feeding me fat-ass Lizzo on a bathing suit. I Actually, am self-censoring from Lizzo's fat. No one wants to see that. Suit. And by the way, that well, fat- Well, wants to see it more than once. No. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go. Out, let me go out on of a limb course. all the way out. Nobody wants to see it more than once. So there's that. Seriously, th- this is the person that, oh, she's so in love with her fatness that when she literally forces people, look at me, I'm fat. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> hello, that's the new, the new TikTok video. Look at me, I'm fat. It's like Kirby. Kirby is her. It's just that she's black, not pink. <laughs> so every time you I look, can't take, anyway, I just I, I don't I, I I don't I don't like Lizzo. Um, I don't I don't know that her fatness has anything to do with it. What has to do with it is that I'm I'm being forced to like her because of her fatness. Yes, like if she was a good actress, I would not. Care. I love fat actresses because they know they have to compensate. Yeah, you could quote me on that. Okay. They have to compensate. For example, I'm fat, so guess what? I have to work on my talent a little bit more so I could get some money. How's that coming? I just want to ask the question. How's that? It's coming. Okay. All it's right. Coming. Uh, it works. Just asking a question. It works. Just asking a question is all I'm doing. All right. Let's get to some coronavirus headlines so you don't have to. I can't tell you how. I am sick of hearing about uh, uh, talking heads tell me about the coronavirus. Uh, my father-in-law, obviously, you know, he lives with us, and the, he has the, you know, he has a television on all the time in the living room. And I walk by, and it's just, it's never ending. It's never ending. Well, it is ending if he would change the channel, but he doesn't. He changes the channel to the different news stations. Oh, uh, so he goes he, news surfing. He is news surfing. Yes. Does he and look at is, all of them, or is he just particularly like Fox? He stays on Fox the longest. Okay. And then he'll hit some MSNBC. Okay. And he'll hit some CNN, and okay. then he'll get pissed at them and move on. And then there's a couple of other uh, there's a couple other networks that have some news stations on. I can't remember the one is really is actually not bad. I can't remember who it is now. It's a separate little thing. Gosh darn it, what is it? It's like the CBN News or CSX. I can't, I can't remember what it is, but it's a separate little 
network news thing that he watches. That's not too bad. He hangs out there for a little while too, but he'll, I love the CNN time when I, I'll be working at the dining room table and uh, I'll hear, that's just stupid. I'll move on. And then you look I can't at believe CNN. these people. He gets up and then he starts walking around complaining that these people are so dumb. So that's kind of fun actually. So uh, I have like, anyway, <laughs> Anyway, I want to give you the headlines so you have some kind of idea of just what's going on around the world with coronavirus. And, what, and then, then you can move on. You just move on. Like, you know, I mean, we're all being locked down, right? I mean, from, I mean, countries, including the U.S. now, are being locked down. Stay home. And, I mean, I, I realize that lockdown seems a bit severe, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close to that. They're telling you to stay home and uh, do not uh, gather in groups. They're breaking people up if you're in any kind of crowd. And they're telling you that uh, uh, you can go out if you if you have reason to be out. If they deem it okay, you can go out. And if you have to go to the store, the grocery store, you have to go to a pharmacy or you have to go to a medical facility or you have a, you're a person whose job is worthy and you are going to that place. That's it. Other than that, stay home. Uh, just incredible. Just incredible. And that's why everybody's making fun of all the people at the beaches down in Florida, you know, and the governor saying, hey, I'm not going to close the beaches. That's, those are up to the local municipalities, which, you know, some are doing. But really, those are the people fighting back. Yeah, those are the people saying this is America. Yeah, I know we're. I know why do you want people to die with the coronavirus? Why do you want people? To, oh, I don't. I don't, but I still want to be able to go to the beach. I still want to be able to do what I wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I feel if, if you want to call me a super spreader, okay, then I'm a super spreader from the beach. But okay, I still want to be able to go places. Uh, it's just uh, just amazing to me that we I, and we talked about it earlier in the podcast. I don't know where the line is, but the line is coming in the U.S. where people are going to say, "Oh wait, uh, no, that's not what was supposed to happen here, and we're not going to do it anymore." All I say is, uh, Fisher, I need to jump on that phone call and um, call God again. Make sure he's done with the Pope. Because I don't think the Pope is going to be interceding for America. So I think we need to call ourselves because if that does happen, it's going to be scary. I think it's going to be really scary. If what? If God talks to me? Well, yeah, that, that too. Scary? No, what's going to be scary is that people push him back. <laughs> I know. Then, I, yes, yes. I'm then, sorry. I didn't mean to, I'm not making light of people pushing back because it very well will be It, it will be scary. It will be, and it'll be portrayed in the scariest way possible. Absolutely, look it at won't those be right portrayed wings. as people fighting for Americans, uh, the Constitution, and people saying that this is America and we want to live. It'll be portrayed as these people are hating on you and want you to die of coronavirus, and they're breaking the law. Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're talking about shutting down airports. We're talking about shutting down, which means travel. 
And it's all going to be for our safety, right? I mean, we've shut down towers at, in Chicago already because an air traffic controller tested positive. So, I mean, when we start when we start saying, well, we have to stop travel, and it's not because we want to stop travel. It's because the people are sick and we don't want to spread the virus. Well, I know, but um, I want to go somewhere. Yeah, no, sorry. I... That's all I, you know, I'm sorry. And I apologize because I've, I've got, I, that's all I really am thinking about. Uh, you know, curse keeps dragging me back into the, that's all I'm really thinking about is, I don't know. I've been at home for a week now and I'm okay with being at home. I'm not, it's not a bad thing Are you thing seriously, for me. are you being okay being at home? Yeah, it's not a bad thing for me. I, I've been okay. I leave, I've left the house a couple times. You know, I go well, out, I social distance myself. How did you leave the house? You're not supposed to leave the house. No, I can't leave. See, that's the thing. I can. That's the thing. I, I can't leave the house. It's part of the part of the American deal. I get to leave my house. I'm not being told I have to stay here. But yesterday I left, and I didn't leave my car though. All right, yesterday I left. I, I, I talked about it earlier. I went to uh, I went to pick something up at a drive-through and came back home. Oh, and that, okay. that was it. Right, so. Now the people inside the building where I picked was at the drive-through. They all had masks on and everything. It was just just a surreal experience. Really, really, really surreal. And we have. Uh, I mean, they're shutting down. They're telling businesses they can't open. We're telling businesses in America, nope, can't open. We're shutting you down. Um, no, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, some of the largest cities and states have told restaurants, you're closing, uh, you can, you know, you can maybe do takeout delivery from, you know, nine in the morning until three in the afternoon. But other than that, you're closed. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, according to this story. Uh, year to year, this open table bookings, uh, which who doesn't, you know, read and use open table bookings. I do. But, I'm sorry. I do use open table. Like I said, who doesn't use open table bookings? I don't know why you're saying oh, I use it. I know that's what no, I know because I when, when you say that you like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. How to use it. I do. Uses a, nobody uses open table bookings. Yes, they do. Yeah, it works it. the best but, if you want to go to a Brazilian steakhouse. You go to open table booking. Yeah, well, don't go there now because uh, bookings are down seventy percent in Boston. Ooh, I mean they're down almost seventy percent in Boston, Seattle, and New York City. Those three cities. Okay, and you're right. You would use those in in, in the major cities, the major metropolitan yeah, areas. Yeah, absolutely. Which yeah. we live in, DFW. Yeah. Uh, you know, a major metropolitan area. You use that because you want to be able to book your table or go to these restaurants. Because I don't know if you know this, places were pretty busy. Uh, the economy was pretty good. Uh, people were all working. Uh, we were doing okay. Uh, now it is is shut down. Wow. America is shut down except for truckers. I mean, they don't want you going anywhere. And when they start shutting down uh, cities and states and and telling people to uh, shelter and home, I mean, I I want the truckers to uh, continue to deliver goods. And yes, you can quote me on that. <laughs> I want the truckers to continue to deliver goods. I tweeted on 
look at my uh, my my Twitter account at JeffyJFR. Last night, when I the one time that I went out, I uh, I went by the where there's a warehouse uh, in this neck of the woods for Kroger, okay. the grocery store chain. Oh yeah, I and, did see uh, that. Yeah, they were in they, there, bro. They were rode up yes. with deliveries at this warehouse, man. Rode up. It was tremendous to see. I almost got out and went and shook all the truck drivers' hands. No, and then I thought, oh, no, I can't do that. We Which, can't touch anyone. By the way, our favorite chain, uh, Publix, is shutting down uh, for one hour. Only elderly can go in. So if you're in Florida, you could go check out Publix and visit them And if you're elderly. What time is that? Like the first time? The first the hour. Like yep. 8 o'clock? Yep. Yeah, 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 by the time... Uh, well, by the time old people are already What's having a uh, second breakfast, that's when they can come in. Because, you know, these old people, they wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and by 7, they're like, all right, where's my lunch? I'm like, bro, you just woke up. Like, we just woke up. Like, go back to sleep. I had, oat- I had oatmeal at 5. It's time Thank for you. Lunch. Yes. Exactly. Sorry about <laughs> uh, many, many places are doing that now. Uh, you know, many, many, many. I know uh, Target and Dollar General were, were the first two that said, "You know what? We're just going to open up for the for the old folks in the first couple." Of so good for them. I mean, that's nice. I, I get, I know. Okay, I don't know. Does it give you how old you have to be? It says elderly. It, say, no, it just says you're elderly. Not, well, okay, I know, but there's still age limits to being elderly. No, I mean, you. If you're asking, that's you. How old do you have to be? That's you. <laughs> No, it's uh, 65 and older. I'm pretty sure that's exactly the answer you get to. It's, Are you asking? Yes. Okay, go on. In. Yeah. Uh, people, go so according to this, uh, public stores and pharmacies in the area will be opening at 7 for 65 and older. Um, and this will be for an hour. And then they're asking everyone to please show respect and allow these citizens uh, their space. Oh, shut up. Uh, shut up. You know what? I'm pissed now. You know what? Now I'm going to go to Publix at 7. Shut 7 up. 7 Allow these citizens to shop and make sure you give them space and let them go. Okay. And I'm sorry. For someone that is 65 and older, an hour is not enough. Yeah. An hour idea. is not enough. I can't move that fast. What are you talking yeah. about? And by the way, make sure you have those rolly carts all charged up because they're all going to use them. <laughs> <laughs> if at seven in the morning you have all these old people come, the you're gonna have a fight. Cards. No, that's my car. I'm pushing it. Beep 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 beep. beep. I was stuck. Didn't we have another one go in? Yeah, she's stuck in aisle five. The battery died. So uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to bring in extra workers. Oh no, we've got two down. One in five. One in eleven. Oh, one I, and five, one and eleven. I heard you talk about uh, betting, sport betting with Pat this morning. Yeah. Um, that is a good sport bet inside the Publix during the security cams. Which That's one is going to great sports bet? Which yeah. battery is going to die first? What old person is going to grab the first gro- dude? That's a good one. Yeah, that is a really good another million dollar idea for the sports betters. You are welcome. This podcast gives. And gives and gives. And how do we get paid back? Just subscribe to Two of the Fat. Duh. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Well, I go into the break room and I see 
James O'Keefe in the break room. So I harangued him in here, not uh, in today's uh, protocols for uh, COVID-19. I did not physically harangue him in here. I just kind of <laughs> stayed my six feet uh, distance and then uh, stayed away. James, how are you? Oh, it's great to be here in Dallas. Appreciate you being here. It's good to see you. So how's it going? What in the world are you doing in Dallas, first of all? What, What's what, happening? I mean, why are, you, are you breaking some special news story in Dallas? What are we not doing in yeah. Dallas? I mean, if people say, what, 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 what topics are you choosing? What topics don't we choose is the appropriate question. But, um, no, we're doing some secret things. We're, oh, we, we're always investigating. We got, we got multiple reporters now pretty much in almost every state. So, Project Veritas. Uh, how you've been working on that now for nine, 11 ten years. years? Oh, 11, eleven now. Years. Yeah, I, I mean, I started in my 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 dad's garage with with nothing and a, uh, Jeff and a, Bezos. I got you, man. Don't uh, worry about uh, it. You close? <laughs> how many? How close are you to Jeff? Oh, Billions wise. I mean, we're in, we're we're a charitable nonprofit, so in that sense, oh, you're I not mean, even close. He could squash me with his <laughs> thumb. I mean, <laughs> I mean, but, but it, we're a charity. We're a five one c three, you know, nonprofit. But we have over fifty employees now, and that's great. And and twenty of these full-time reporters and and many more whistleblowers. So uh, speaking of that, let's, let's talk a little bit about the process of a sure. Project Veritas investigation. Okay. Uh, a, we pick the whatever, whatever business or human we're going to uh, see if we can find something bad on, mm-hmm. right? And, well, uh, go ahead and I'll... I'll no, no. It's, it's essentially, I think, investigative reporting. This is... This is gone from kind of a gonzo remember the acorn pimp and hoe and 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 right and some of the even some of the green job stuff we were just i was just talking about with jackie here today it's become very very serious and it's become investigative reporting but in a visual way so the muckrakers of the 1970s and 60s which i've read about a lot yeah. in, in reading in writing that book american pravda the chicago sun times won pulitzer prizes for being an ambulance driver and and or going into the Chicago hospital and pretending to be a janitor and assisting with surgery or famously the Mirage in 1977 they purchased a bar and they secretly took video uh, photographs of city inspectors committing bribes but it's different in the digital era because you have the Twitter you have YouTube and right. you can disseminate things instantly so nobody does this curiously the networks stopped doing it in the huh. 1990s. Because of the liability associated with it, because it was expensive to defend oneself against litigation, because let's face it, investigative reporting hurts people, right. you catch people, they get right. fired, and then what do those people do? They sue. So nobody, no, no one who has, not to sound like a Marxist here, but no one who has a commercial imperative or runs a billion dollar company or even a hundred million dollar company is going to do the sorts of things that are going to subject themselves to liability. Right. So Project Veritas chooses to go places and exposing unions, exposing the Hillary Clinton campaign, catching people in the act. And t- to answer your question, how do we choose? How do we do it? The subjects, the sources find us. I can't tell you what the story is. But I know that there is a story somewhere on ballot harvesting. I know there is a story somewhere inside the Hillary campaign. So the process is to get the people close enough to get the people to volunteer for the campaigns, to get the people to get into the teachers union offices. And, oh, there is a document on the desk and it shows an eight year. This is in Michigan teachers union. An eight year old girl was sexually assaulted and they paid the teacher $50,000 to cover it up. I couldn't uh, have told you that what the story was. Right. I had to get the undercover in there. She took a photograph of the document. That's how it works. It's kind of who we are and no one else is doing it. So how do you go about 
getting the undercover agents i mean are you do you show up at the uh at the job fairs at universities next door to the cia and say <laughs> hey they don't want you but i want you it's come a on big, it's a very it's a very complicated answer it's it's we basically have this big funnel and we encourage everyone to apply to be an undercover to be a journalist a reporter and you have to have a very unique set of skills in other words you have to be kind of mo- moderate in all these different parts of your uh, psychology. If you're too entrepreneurial, you, it won't right. work. If you're not entrepreneurial enough, it won't work. If you're too, if you're too good with people, it won't work. But you have to be right. just good enough. Just and, enough, and, and you got to be just you, enough. I noticed in some of the yeah. in some of the videos uh, that uh, the in some of the undercover videos that I mean, you're just repeating the same thing. You're telling them the same thing over and over again. It's like sooner or later, you would think. You would that think. someone would go, dude, why do you keep telling me the same thing? Where's I was just, I'm just fascinated by that. Yes, and, and most people don't have the chops. I would say one out of 50 or one out of 100 people that apply get the job because you have to have a strange brew of characteristics. It's like a Venn diagram. You have to be all of these things and you have to be brave and you have to be creative enough going into something thinking you know what the story is and the story is something else entirely so most people just don't have the ability to do it so that's the first way we report the information and the second and i think more important way like in this abc jeffrey epstein tape that was a source who recorded it themselves right and and this is as old as the pentagon papers or any source the difference is the new york times and the washington post use on background sources they use they use anonymous sources we don't report anything unless you can see the tape of the thing right first-hand observation self-evident information is project veritas's litmus test so we think this is uh i don't publish anything if it's oh can you imagine if i said yeah uh, anonymous source told me an Acorn employee was encouraging 13 underage El Salvadorian <laughs> sex. You would you would say, O'Keefe, get real, right? But somehow the New York Times gets away with it. Why? Well, we've let them get away with it. Exactly. Right? I mean, we've let them get we've let them and others uh, get away with it now for a number of years. Once they stopped doing the investigative reporting, they went to that, and we went, oh, okay, eh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, we'll take fine. their word for it. Yeah, that's fine. We believe them. They're fine. They have no reason to lie to us. Right. Uh, it's just incredible. So, and I thought of, uh, you know, you could show up at the Inside Actor Studio, too. Get some people from there. Just, you know, a helpful hint when you're at the job fairs. Understood. So, <laughs> so you, have, uh, you have breakthrough, uh, our guerrilla war to expose a fraud and save the democracy, and you have American Pravda. I don't know if you know this or not, but American is spelled with letters backwards. Yes. Uh, on the cover. As, uh, you know, I don't it's know. like the it's Americans, like, the TV show, the, the, the people from Russia. <laughs> with uh, American Pravda uh, are, the, are the latest books from, from you now. So you have, how many irons in the fire have you got cooking now? How many, what, who's going down? Classified. You don't, you don't have. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have, just just me. Uh, just you. Just, just between me. me and you. We have. There's so there's. It's like it's like triage on the battlefield. There's so many things to do, and and I think that the answer is there are areas in, in, of life like there's education there's elections yeah there's, what le- what reaches your level of what we need we talk I, about the corruption i, I mean yeah. we we know look america was built on corruption yes right so 
Uh, clearly, I mean, every Americans love watching uh, how America was built on corruption. We love shows about corruption. That's, I mean, you, you reference the Sopranos being like yes. sitting with the Sopranos as you're busting people because that's a TV show we love about corruption. And so, what reaches that level of, uh, you know, what that will catch somebody's eye instead of, you know, Mary taking an envelope of, uh, you know, Two thousand bucks to let her brother get the dump truck job in in uh, Potatella, Idaho. Very good Potatella? question. No, Very Potatella. good question. What reaches a level? I mean, it was much easier five years ago, even a decade ago, to to cause like the Ida Tarbell. This is a hundred years ago. Muckraker. She coined a term called righteous indignation, which is also the title of Andrew Breitbart's book. And then we try to we try to summon this righteous indignation. It, it's like the standard is you look at something and it goes, "Oh my God!" <laughs> it, it literally makes you re- react. The problem is, especially in in the era of Trump and and the year twenty twenty, is very people are so tribal and they're so uh, religious towards whatever they believe in that it's harder and harder to get people who don't agree with you to be right. to summon their righteous indignation. But I still believe, and this is the premise upon which Project Veritas is built, that if you can see it, if the if you can see the images, if you can really hear it, e- even then we'll sometimes convince people who disagree with us. So the standard has to be, is it enough to make someone who does not agree, like a, like a, a liberal person, a, a person who votes Democrat, like we did all these stories in 2018 in the election, we caught Beta O'Rourke here in Texas, for example. We caught Beta O'Rourke staffer saying we're going to break federal election law and we're going to spend our own campaign (laughs) funds on the migrant caravan and Beto was forced to condemn that. So that's the answer. The answer is, I'm not preaching to the choir. I want to get the New York Times and the Washington Post to report upon it or I'm not going to publish it. So... You're you are you know I talk a lot about uh, uh, living uh, your American dream on uh, chewing the fat and right now I mean you're living your American dream. Did you see? You said you've been doing it for eleven years now. Fifteen years ago, hell no, was your American dream a, a I was a project I was, Veritas? I was arrested in cars. That book in front of you, Breakthrough, tells an amazing story. It's a true crime thriller. It reads like a like a John Grisham novel. I was, a, I mean, I could. It would take me fifteen minutes to tell the story, and that's why they pinch you because it's impossible to to, to explain it. Cut it down to seven. Uh, how about <laughs> uh, two, two or three minutes? I walked into a federal building with an iPhone camera, showed my real driver's license to ask Senator Landrieu a question in New Orleans. I was arrested by the FBI because it was a federal building, although anyone can go into a federal building legally with their real I ID. I thought so. And they, and they said, are you the boys that did the Acorn story? And I said, that's exactly, that's right. I make videos. I ask questions. And the FBI agents from local New Orleans said, we're going to have to keep you overnight, boy. They charged me with a felony. Is that, is that, a, is that an actual translation? Uh, of what? More or less exactly what they said. <laughs> and then they said, and then they charged me with a felony for intentionally trying to destroy government property, put me in a federal jumpsuit, arraigned me. And I was on pretrial release for a few months before uh, my lawyers advised me, you have to plead guilty to a class B misdemeanor. So eventually wow. they cleared me on the felony. I spent three years on federal probation. I was broken, unemployed and it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because by restricting my travel, I started sending these little cameras around. I was stuck in my parents' bedroom because the federal judge said, you must live with your parents. Itself, an unbelievable verdict. By the way, this is all a true story. I wrote a whole book about it. And you asked the question, am I living the American dream? You would have to be a masochist to want to do this 
because you were ambitious and you wanted to be something. I never wanted to be something. I just was so passionate about wanting to do something about the problems in the, in the world, in society. I was in college. I was frustrated. I was angry at my professors who were telling me how great Joseph Stalin was. And I'm right. not, I wasn't a history buff or a political science person. I just said, I just felt compelled to do something about it. And along the way, Acorn, after the Acorn story, which I worked with Glenn Beck on 10 years ago, yeah. they came after me hard. They, 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 they said the videos were doctored, which wasn't true. They arrested me and charged me with a crime I didn't commit. They've sued me dozens of times. This past Sunday, I don't know if you saw this, the New York Times did a front page hit piece on us. You've had a number of those, by the way. I think like a dozen. Yeah. And and after a while, I'm making a long story short. After a while, you you begin to realize that most people just don't want to do this because they don't want to, they don't, they they want to be liked by the New York Times. They want to be liked by all these powerful people who who have the power to brand you a certain way. And if if you're going to do this the way that we do it at Project Veritas, if you're going to catch them in the act and force them to resign, people are going to hate They're you for it. They're not going to like you. It's an amazing thing. They're not going to like you Especially for it. Especially if you're the tip of the spear. Because in the TV business, uh, and no one is uh, uh, no one is immune to this, in, especially on cable news. Nobody wants to be the cause and effect. People right. will re- report on what already happens, but they don't want to create the news. So that's what I've learned in my life, and I and I never thought I'd be where I am. I never thought I'd have this big organization. I just kept doing the stories, and this is where we are. So uh, James O'Keefe is uh, who we're speaking with here on uh, Chewing the Fat in the Break Room. Uh, earlier I heard you tell a story about uh, a run-in with uh, one of our favorite stories uh, ongoing is uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yes. Uh, who was, uh, you know, just essentially got a life sentence uh, the other day uh, yes. for 23 years in prison. Uh, speaking of someone who everyone wanted to be liked by to uh, help their career and help their world uh, make it better in their life, whether he was a dirtbag or not. What was the Harvey Weinstein run in? Yeah, that was uh, we were at the Cannes Film Festival in 2014. We had this undercover tape of a we posed as a Saudi oil tycoon and his agent and met with Hollywood environmentalists. That, that's why you were there, right? That's why we were yeah. there. And we had this. Harvey invest- asked you to the hotel room. <laughs> what I'm saying? Harvey asked me the hotel so. room. Now, now, that was, I, I was, I was in a, I was in an elevator in this hotel in Cannes, France, about to screen my little documentary I had produced. And in the elevator was Harvey Weinstein and it would appear to be a very young woman. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of odd. And this is before the Me Too movement. I didn't know anything of it. And I said, that's a young girl. And they're in an elevator. And they're going upstairs. Or they, oh, I never thought of anything of it. And then five years later, some guy named Ronan Farrow did some stuff on Harvey Weinstein. And, <laughs> and I said, man, I wish I had my camera. I right? wish I had my hidden camera. I wish I elicited some information out of that thing. So uh, how can we believe that this story is actually uh, true? You can't. That's why I don't re- report anything. I just broke my rule on the radio here. I just broke my own rule. I don't have the evidence, so I never published anything on it. So if I am uh, out and about looking for a gig, thinking to myself, you know, I'd like to go undercover. How do I get a hold of it? It's very simple. Projectveritas.com slash brave. Projectveritas.com backslash brave. You can apply to be a reporter for us you can oh i'm sorry yes not undercover you're a reporter reporter who goes most of the time you'd 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 go undercover 
Uh, and we, if you're a whistleblower, if you're, for example, if you work for Google or the New York Times, I actually made a pitch the other day because the New York Times had to print two retractions after that front page article. And I said, if you work for the New York Times and you're disillusioned and you're angry at your executive editor for printing a sloppy hit job on Project Veritas, <laughs> this is please like, contact this, me. This is what you have to do. You can't bow down like Mitt Romney and, and kiss these people and right. love them. You have to just... You just got to be proud. And and listen, everyone says, oh, yeah, I understand. No, no, it's harder than you think to stand on principle. So you can apply at projectveritas.com slash brave and, and we'll have your back. And by the way, another thing, we don't settle lawsuits at Project Veritas. That's one of the things I, I wanted to get into. Uh, sure. A little bit, a uh, couple, couple more things before I let you go. I know, I know you're a busy man, but I'm, uh, we're in the break room and I got nothing better to do. Uh, Let's talk about uh, uh, lawsuits and attorneys. And you said you don't settle. Um, your attorneys have got to be thankful that you're alive and and yes. out doing what you do. Uh, you've got to be. I mean, are you paying them or are you just telling them? You know, here's a check and they're good all luck paid. I've never met an attorney who works for free. I don't know. I don't know where these. If they are, I'm going to capture them, put them in a lab in a laboratory, and study them. Everyone's like, why don't you get pro bono attorneys? I'm like. What There's what a, what lawyer do you if they're pro bono they're getting paid by a nonprofit somewhere, somewhere. so no 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 we pay fair market value maybe ten twenty percent off but uh, our legal bills are expensive I in, bet. in many cases they're as much as a quarter of our budget but do you feel like now and, and I'm sorry to cut you off but do you feel yeah. like now that uh, you're at a point that you're past the thought of I can sue them and put them out of business. Shut this thing down. Uh, you mean me go on offense? No. Or they're going no, on offense? No, they are going on offense. Uh, if I, think, I sue you, I would say, you know, with five years ago, yes. I would think I can sue him and we'll just shut him down in the courts and he'll go out of business the, the, and we'll these, be done with it. These, are you past that? I, 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 you're, never, you're never past it. The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. It, I'm, never, I'm, never, I'm never indemnified. I'm always at war with these bad people. But to answer your question... We've won eight straight lawsuits, including in jury trial, including on summary judgment. For those of you who aren't attuned to the law, summary judgment is that motion right before you go to trial. The judge dismisses it. The problem is you have to go through the discovery process. You have to be deposed in a room under oath by the adversaries who are digging yeah. through your emails. We've gone through that process eight times, one every single time, including in an extraordinary, extraordinary case in North Carolina when the Hillary Clinton people's uh, Bob Creamer, uh, Shirley Teeter, sued us for defamation for quoting someone accurately. And somehow it got all the way to a jury trial. We were wondering, wow. how the heck does it get to a trial? And, and the there federal, may be an investigative report on that there, alone. There you go. And the federal judge, Article Three appointed federal judge in federal court, literally goes, and I'm going to quote him here, paraphrase him. He goes, if Mike Wallace, he says, I realize Mike Wallace is dead. CBS News. But if Mike Wallace got sued for this, for what they're suing James O'Keefe for, for quoting someone, everyone would laugh. And he takes his gavel, and he and this is right before the jury comes out into the box to issue the verdict. This is after the plaintiff rests their case. The We've judge, already been through all this. The judge, this is this never We've happens been, in federal courts. Called a directed verdict. Judge gavels the case and goes case dismissed on a Rule Fifty directed verdict motion. And they, this Shirley Teeter woman who sued me, she had like half a dozen attorneys. By the way, who pays their bills? Right. I got I got one or two attorneys. Case dismissed. And I bet 
uh, I put Project Veritas on the line. I bet the whole company on this thing because if I lose, it's yeah, catastrophic. It's right. That's my point. Okay, right? They're coming at. They, and, if we do this, we're going to shut you down. And some arbitrator puts me in a room and goes, "Why don't you just pay the, the lady fifty thousand dollars and be done with it?" I said, "So help me God, I will not settle this lawsuit." So what's happened is, I've we've won uh, eight straight lawsuits, and now people are not suing me. Right. They're not Good. suing me because they realize we don't have a case. And also, we're going to go through a, a, to a trial. So I think we're doing well. I, I, we have to be very careful not to. We don't break the law. We don't. You know, we don't do the sorts of things that would would get us in trouble. But these are extraordinary things. And if we yeah. were fighting the NRA or you know Halliburton, we'd probably be winning Pulitzer prizes, and there'd be movies made and so mm -hmm. forth and so on. But we're fighting the sacred cows. Right. So, uh, what's your favorite one? Uh, and I know I have a feeling I know your answer. It's the one I'm working on. No, but all the pieces that you that you've done, I know. Yeah, the the you're, the uh, James <laughs> O'Keefe entourage is like, yeah, that's right, that's right. But uh, uh, your favorite piece that we that we've done in the 11 years, uh, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, top to bottom, I'm, I'm coming actually, in at number one. I'm actually looking into the eyes of my entourage to kind of see if they're thinking what I'm thinking. Coming in at number one, I, we can I, go around the room. I, I think Let's see if you're right. What, it, I don't think he wants to be on the radio, but maybe she does. <laughs> I think uh, if I had to choose, if I had to choose, it's definitely the Democracy Partners story in 2016 inside the Hillary Clinton campaign. This is a story that was an unbelievable piece of reporting. We had six different reporters inside Hillary's campaign and her subcontractors building relationships all the way up the chain of command into the office of Bob Creamer, married to Congresswoman yeah. Jan Joukowsky. And Bob Creamer says on the tape, he actually says this, you can see it on YouTube, it's got like 10 million views. He says, it was all Hillary's idea. Hillary came up with the idea to put these ducks on the ground to do this shit, excuse me for saying that, that's what he said. Right. And he says these words on the tape, and his own colleague is also on the tape saying, we take the money from Hillary, we take the money from the DNC, we, we, we take that money and put it into democracy partners, and, and then I go incite the violence on the ground using mentally ill people. He says all these things. Incredible. Bob Creamer loses his contract with Donna Brazil and the DNC. Scott Fovel is terminated from Americans United for Change. President Trump mentions all the tapes in the presidential debate with Hillary Clinton in front of 80 million people. It makes CNN, Anderson Cooper, Fox, MSNBC, all the primetime networks, and it makes the and it makes the head at top of the New York Times. And we get sued. <laughs> it's like it's like they, if this was done on the on the other side, forget the Pulitzer Prizes. I, I think it's safe to say we'd win a Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. And and it's like the undercover reporters who did this story, they were so intrepid, they were so brave, they were working full-time for Project Veritas, that when, when Anderson Cooper uh, put it on the screen, playing the tapes, the reporter, Allison was her name, Allison Moss, she was literally crying tears of joy to see the work that she had done on CNN. Come to fruition, yeah. And you don't, and, and your, your audience is listening to this, none of you know this. Like, this happened, I wrote a book about it, but... It gets lost. It, it, it gets buried. Yeah. It's not on our Wikipedia page. All you know is that we got sued. It's like it's like there's a different world, and and you know we do all this great work, but we don't get the recognition for doing. It. We don't get the applause. But there is an army of patriots out there who believe in it, and what we're trying to do is just do more of it because we believe. 
that the arc of the moral universe bends towards justice, as as Martin Luther King would say, in the media landscape, if we just keep doing more of these stories, let me tell you something. They have been attacking me for a decade. And it, in 2016, we believe that that had a huge impact I believe on, that. on the election. And Trump talked about it in the debate. So uh, a lot of things contributed to that to that election. A lot of things made an impact, but... But Hillary Clinton firing those people, the DNC firing those people, that my opinion was that was the biggest investigation we have ever done. James O'Keefe, Project Veritas. One book, American Pravda. Number two book, Breakthrough. Get them. Go to the website. Become an undercover. I'm sorry, a reporter, reporter. for Project Veritas. Thank you, James. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for uh, listening to Chewing the Fat. And uh, James O'Keefe, I told you, he's a fascinating guy. I uh, really appreciated uh, having him stop by. But I want to leave you with uh, leave you with the weekend with a little, you know, put a smile on your face. A little joke. All right, for you and the family, a little ha-ha-ha to get you through. And don't forget tomorrow uh, we're going to be releasing a special interview with Nikki Boyer for her uh, Dying for Sex podcast. And, uh, she is, uh, that, that, if you have not listened to that, it is incredible, uh, an incredible mini series podcast, six episodes. And look, what do you, you're sheltered, you're supposed to stay home. So listen to the podcast, listen to this podcast, listen to her podcast. But here's a joke for the joke for the weekend. All right. The weekend joke for you from, uh, at John Flipside on Twitter. My wife called me at work and asked, do you ever get a shooting pain across your body like someone's got a voodoo doll and and they're stabbing it? And I was kind of concerned and I was like, no. She responded, how about now? I mean, how about now? Not a rim shot? I get nothing for that? Oh, we're at the CQB, so there's no rim shot. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Oh,